Live at Five shows. This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. But a bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. <laughs> Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Yeah, yes indeed. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, gotta sign in. That's the way I do things, last minute. Yep, there we go. All right, we're signed in. We're here. We're ready for a Wednesday show. And as you know, uh... Wednesdays are not only Prince Spaghetti Day in Boston, uh, but it's also uh, the day for Attorney Joe Stanley. So Joe Stanley is going to be calling in at the bottom of the hour. I'm going to ask him about these forest fires and the dangers to our lungs, society, people wearing masks. I see that on uh, news. I uh, checked that on Facebook. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh, by the way, I, 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 there's my liner. Sorry. Uh, so anyway, today is uh, the day we talked with... Um, Joe Stanley. So Joe himself will be here, uh, not not uh, at at five thirty. But like I said, everyone's talking about the the smoky conditions, and it started last week. Uh, I remember our friend Lefty brought it up, which was weird that he brought. Uh, I, I was like, what? I didn't notice any smoke in the air, but he's out there in Pillow Point, so he noticed it before everyone. So we've experienced this longer than other people. Which is very, very strange. But nonetheless, uh, there we have it. So I, I don't know if, if there's any legalities behind it or if there's anything we can talk about as, as far as the dangers to our, our, ourselves. But I'm sure Joe will have answers. The one thing that I would like to say, and I don't know if Jeff talked about this, I missed most of today's hotline show, is that why, I mean, if you have conditions that uh, uh, create these forest, fires, forest fire, fires excuse me, to the north of us, and I saw this whole chart of where they are in, in, in the province of Quebec and parts of Ontario. And they claim that because it was such a dry winter with little snow, just like we had here, and that the last, last week there was you know, humid temperatures as high as 85 to 90 degrees, as we had here. Why didn't that happen here? Lightning just decided to jump over the border and, and, and you know, are there higher elevations up there? We got the Adirondacks right here. I, I didn't see any forest fires in, uh, in, uh, in the Adirondacks. Did you? Again, about three, four years ago, I wouldn't ask questions. I'd say, oh, that's strange. But today I ask questions. It just seems strange. It really, truly does. And if you have allergies like I do, t- the last few days have been tough. But just imagine how bad it would be in Ukraine. I should have a, a, some type of drum roll there. All right, so we'll talk to Joe later. So yesterday, I think I had a, a, a riveting conversation with our friend, uh, Mr. Leonard Spaziani, former council person. He was assigned to the role. 
somehow or other he became a write-in and didn't go for the gusto. I still couldn't figure out that part. But we had a very good conversation. I would ask Leonard a question. He would answer it right and right away. I don't know if I agree with him on some of the stuff. Calling Jeff uh, uh, Jeff Smith a dictator, you know, that was a little over the top. But again, old school, he's got his ways. And the fact that he doesn't like taking orders. <laughs> so, well, okay. Um, but I think we have someone in, in council right now that doesn't like taking orders. And we know who that person is. But overall, and I listened to it afterwards, uh, Leonard did a great job. And we wish all the candidates well. Tomorrow, T.J. Babcock will be here. He's one of ten. And I think I've gotten at least six in the bag right now after T.J. I don't know who I'm missing. I honestly don't. I know. And Ben Schoen is not next week, but he's the following week, and I got someone scheduled next week. So I think I spread them out pretty well. And uh, I think this cycle is it means more than ever before, which explains why we have so many people running for city council to begin with, just like we see in the Republican uh, uh, Party. Mike Pence either you know put his hat in officially today or we'll do it tonight. Uh, but last night was a complete farce. Once again, Chris Christie showing up. And he's only there like Liz Cheney would be there. Just And for that matter, the guy, Sununu, who, who's a real, a real douche. Excuse me for saying that. But, you know, I'm just, there's so many Republicans that are on the Mitt Romney side that just can't stand uh, Donald Trump. And I don't understand what they're trying to get uh, point, you know, point out here. He's our only chance. And again, I know he's rough, rough around the edges. He, he's the Mo Green of politicians. He says stupid things. But Mo Green built Las Vegas. And today, there's not even a statue. Sorry. Donald Trump did great things. And I, again, I, the one thing I do worry about is his safety. Because the stuff that I'm seeing, and maybe I'm just inundated, maybe I've just you know, become, become this crazy culture type guy on social media, especially with the shorts that I see on either YouTube or Facebook. And again, it's, it's hypnotic. It really is. It's like crack cocaine. And thank God I never became a crack cocaine addict. Because if I tried that once, I'd probably be dead right now because it's like a Lay's potato chip. You just can't have one. But the stuff that I see, <clears throat> the indoctrination, particularly of our young people and how stupid they are. And yet uh, the man on the street, I talk about it often. When someone's out there with a microphone asking very, very simple, simple questions, who was the first president of the United States? And it seems like nine out of nine people just can't answer it. Ultimately, someone answers it and they're from another country. And that's where we are. They're just taught one thing to look at America today. I don't know if you're listening to, I think it was Hannity had uh, uh, Bill, uh, Bill O'Reilly on. And it just seems like they're just taught to hate America. I never thought I'd see these days, but we're here. I don't know if we're going to get out of this, but at the same time, we're leading our way right down the pathway of socialism, which if I could just corner a leftist just in the, and just say, look, especially a young person, you know, we're going in the direction where this world order ultimately is going to take, take charge. And if this 100-year plan that's coming out of China actually is executed, comes to fruition, that would mean that the way we know life today, especially the way you want life to be in this whole new acceptance world and inclusion, let's, let's accept uh, Dylan Mulvaney for who he is. Let's bring, you know, uh, you know six foot three swimmers into the NCAA Division I swim team. And, and let's, let's just do that. Just, just understand one thing. And, and just think about this, just like, just like Tom Hagen talking to Sonny Corleone. Sonny, do me a favor. Take it under consideration. If this happens, by the time, let's say I'm speaking to a college kid, 20-year-old college kid, if this does happen in this 100-year plan that for the most part started 30 years ago in the 90s, actually comes to fruition, by the time you're my age, I'm 60, everything you want right now, everything you're getting right now is erased 
not only is it erased, it's violently erased. Chinese people don't take kindly to homosexuals. Chinese gov- the Chinese government, I'm not saying Chinese people, let me, explain, let me say that again. The CCP does not take kindly to people of color or to homosexuals, just like the Iranians and many other Mideast countries. And they'll just look at me, oh, you're just crazy. That's not going to... See, see, in the back of their minds, they still know that America's all-powerful and that we're, we're the land of the free, and we're always going to be this way. But what they don't realize is that they're laying down the path for destruction. And it's their own destruction, which leads to one very common expression over the years. Be careful, young man, of the things you want in life, because you might just get it. 755-1240 is the number. If you want to give me a shout, I'd love to hear from you. If you notice, and again, not much publicity on this, I think News Junkie had a link to it yesterday. Our friend uh, Carl, uh, Tucker Carlson is on uh, for the first time with what appears to be uh, his own version of the Fox 8 o'clock show, his own show, the Tucker Carlson show. Now, I say it appears to be because it's not. He's doing it in his billiard room somewhere in Wyoming or wherever the hell he lives. It's a beautiful place. He's got lousy audio, just like Bill O'Reilly did when he got canned for you know keeping his pants down by his ankles too often and you know uh, admiring his membership down there. Costing uh, himself and many others many uh, millions of dollars, uh, but and when he got back online, he started using crappy cameras, bad lighting, no audio, and I was just hoping with all the people surrounding Tucker, they would they would fix that. But sure enough, he's got bad lighting, he's got no audio, and I love his message, and I love listening to him, and I listen. The segment's maybe fifteen minutes, and it's it's very very good, and it's just the beginning. But I would hope out of the gate that he would be technically more savvy than that. He's not. Hi, you're in the air. Glenn, two shows ago, two days ago, you made a quick reference to a fantastic um, Yankee baseball radio announcer, John Sterling. Yes. And you you very quickly um, said over the air that famous line that he would have when a ball was about to become a home run, right. you could see it was going to go out of the park or, you know, be, be, be a home run. What was, can you repeat that again for me? Well, yeah, it is high, it point. is far, it is gone. A home run, right, for whomever. Say it again because you just cut out there. Uh, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Yeah, high, far, and gone, yeah. Yeah, I really miss him and I, uh, I miss uh, uh, Susan uh, Waldron, uh, who worked with him. Walworth, uh, uh, yeah, Wal- uh, not Walden, but whatever. Yeah, the opera singer. She's obnoxious. Uh, he still does games. Susan's still on the air, by the way. I heard a game last week when I was coming back from from Long Island. Uh, they have the guy there from the S yes Network doing the play by play, and he does a very good job. He's not John Sterling, mind you, but he does a very good job. John, I think, does limited uh, has a limited role now. I think he'll do like special special games. But he, you know, he's up there in age. He's like 84. It's been, you know, he used to do the Knicks. He did the Braves. He's done a lot of things over the years. Good guy. Yeah. And I met, by the way, I met John Sterling in the Hilton, uh, the Toronto Hilton lobby. He was coming out of an elevator. And I just, you know, my voice, I'm, I got this big ass voice. And I go, John Sterling. And he, I stopped him, my friend, in his tracks. He was getting out of the elevator, busy the lobby. The game was already over. He was going to the restaurant or something, and he stopped in his tracks, and he goes, yes. I go, I'm a big fan. I shook his hand. He looked at me. He said, I guess you are. You know, he, did, he had that look on his face. 
But it was just a, a great moment for me to meet him. He is, he's just a great announcer, and he's a huge addition to the New York Yankees, particularly to the Joe Torre Yankees. He got there before Joe Torre uh, did when he was doing uh, the games in the early 90s with Jay Johnstone, who passed away like five years ago. But nonetheless, I'm glad you brought him up. Um, uh, he's a very yeah, good announcer. And, and, and I was amazed at how quickly you were able to access that quotation you know just oh no that's that's no he says it all the time though he says that all the time that's where where can you hear him now uh like i said he does occasional yankee games he's 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 limited he does not go on the road uh he was somewhat incapacitated during the covid years too he did a lot of them out of his house you know he started losing his eyesight he 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 didn't judge the ball too well He's like, it is high, it is far, and it's caught by the shortstop, and that will end the inning. Yankees, three up, three down. And that would be basically another uh, John Sterling miscue in recent, yeah, in recent you do, years. You do a great job of mimicking him. But, uh, well, thank you. What about Susan? I think her last name is Wald- Waldman. Yes, yes. Nice Irish woman. Yeah, she's still, you're not listening to me, but she still does the games with a new guy that does the play-by-play. Yes. Ah, All right. Okay. Well, great. Thanks, Thanks for bringing that up. Thank you very much. And Susan Waldman, who never held a bat in her life, and I mean a baseball bat, um, she's all, and again, I, I don't want to just, look, I'm not a major league baseball player by any means. I, I dreamt of being one. And, and yeah, I played Little League up until high school. Uh, but that said, she always comes across as a know-it-all. It's like, yep, when you put a pitch over knee-high like that, they're going to put it in the stands. It's like, you know, somehow or other, every pitch is a mistake pitch. Every pitch to Susan Waldman is a mistake pitch. Drives me mental. All right, so yesterday, I had the courage, and, you know, sometimes I do this. One day it will cost me. But, you know, we've been talking about the homeless people down there uh, right off the Court Street Bridge, the one that's under construction. Now, if there was was one year you do not want to live underneath the Court Street Bridge, it's this year. (laughs) Because all you hear is jackhammers, trucks, this, that, the other thing. And again, I was talking to Leonard Spaziani about this. And by the way, thanks to our friends at News Junkie for featuring at least two segments from yesterday's show. Not to mention the whole show, which is awesome. And people, and we're getting more and more people on our Facebook page uh, listening to the segments and hopefully listening to the show. It looks like we, we, we fare very well both off-air and online. But I mentioned that I was talking to this individual who looked, by the way, like he's per- perfectly capable to do one thing or another, to work at a franchise, albeit you know a, a food franchise or a box store or a local small business or at best an Uber driver. And again, not to discredit Uber drivers, uh, God bless you for what you put up with because I watch those videos too of the entitled people. Uh, that treats you like garbage. Not often, but when it happens, I, 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 I would just drive off a cliff with the passenger in the back seat. But that said, the guy that I talked to yesterday looked like, you know, you, 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 you have this image of someone that's, that's homeless. You, you just, you know, you think of like uh, Nick Nolte and Down and Out in, in uh, Beverly Hills, just, you know, ready to just, you know, jump off into someone's pool, uh, Richard Dreyfuss's pool with a, with a cinder block hooked up to his ankle in a trench coat with his hair all disheveled. And, and by the way, Nick Nolte looked like that on any given night. But in that movie, he looked like a real, the real deal, a homeless person, down and out. Well, this guy that I spoke to, and he was very nice. I, he gave me his name, and I, you know, at one point I shook his hand. And I, no, I don't have leprosy. I wasn't like uh, you know, um, uh, Steve McQueen in, in uh, Papillon. So... I, he had a big-ass dog that, that didn't look skinny, that looked very healthy. 
that did at one point, you know, kind of like winked at me. He says, can you steal me now? I can't live here anymore. And I said, I'll come back for you later on, my friend. This is a big-ass pit bull, by the way. He's a little aggressive because, you know, he's, a, you know he's, living a, he's living out in the country with this maniac and other people in a tent. So as I'm speaking to him, and I don't know if, if, if you caught this, but I looked down at my feet and I saw p- filled packages of, of condoms. Yeah, I, I, you know, in the, in the shiny packages. And at first, I thought they were the same things that you use to clean your, you know, your your eyeglasses or something or other, like a a, a a wipe it or something that you you wipe things down with. But no, condoms. And I asked them. I said, "Whose condoms are? Who's leaving the condoms around?" And by the way, they weren't used. They weren't out of the packages. It was like someone was just came down there with a full box of condoms and just sprinkled them all over the all over the lawn. And he said, oh, yeah, I, I don't know. He did like a Tom Hagen thing. Oh, that, yeah, that was an accident, but, but nobody got pregnant. And I thought that was interesting because here it is. You're down and out in Watertown underneath a construction site on, on what, uh, or what someone told me was state property. And, and yet somehow or other, I mean, the last thing I, I've been thinking about this. Look, even when I'm discouraged or depressed about something and something's going on in my life, I'll just be quite honest. The last thing I'm thinking about is sex. You know, when something goes wrong, a, a client, is, there's a trouble there, or you're ill, or, or someone in your family has an issue, or you're just not feeling good about things, the last thing I'm, I'm thinking about is, you know, doing the, the, the dirty. So I got to ask the question, and we ask it all the time. Do people want help? Do they really, really want help, or do they just want to live this way and, and, and live day to day? And, and maybe get a, a Red Bull with a shot of some type of, you know, vodka that someone, you know, either buys from the sales of cans or whatever. Is that the way it is? I ask you. So that's one thing to ponder. So think about that while I do the next break, because we're going to do a break already. This is the Live at Five show. It's already 27 minutes after the hour. After this, Joe Stanley comes on, and we'll talk to them after these messages. Hometown pre owned car buying destination. It's time for our biggest sales event of the year. As a football official, when I see a penalty on the field, I throw the flag. After seeing many penalties at city council meetings, it's time to throw the flag. Hi, I am Timothy Babcock, candidate for Watertown City Council. Just as you must train to officiate sports, I have been training to be a part of city council. I currently sit on the Watertown City Planning Board the Jefferson County Agriculture Development Council, and have over 26 years of management experience. In all these positions, I work with teams of professionals to make sure we reach our goals and get the calls right. Wasteful spending and bad behavior have created a bad look for the city I love. Fiscal responsibility, infrastructure concerns, and proper decorum is my platform, and I will use my years of experience to better shape the future of Watertown. I am Timothy Babcock. Let's throw the flag together. Vote for Babcock June 27th. Thank you. Paid for by the committee to elect Babcock for council. All right, and uh, TJ Babcock will be here tomorrow. So I'm going to text this to myself. uh, Attorney Joe Stanley should be calling in any second now. Uh, Okay, I just want to do view. Okay, good. So we got that. Uh, I, I, I did not see The View yesterday. I watched a little bit of today. Abraham, Farah Abraham. Uh, and she looks white, but she's really not. I mean, I, I don't know. Oh, she's a person of color. Oh, okay. So she's, you know, she's not evil. But she's the representative of the Republican Party in that show. 
And boy, what a lousy representative. But today she actually stood up for herself. She stood up against Sonny Houston. And Sonny Houston, yesterday, was it yesterday or the day before? Actually, Monday she spoke with uh, uh, Senator Scott from uh, South Carolina, African-American, astute gentleman, came from nothing, just like she did. She claims she came from the projects, and maybe she did. I really don't care. But she challenged him, and the whole, you know, the whole crew was there to challenge him, other than, of course, Joy Behar, who, you know, surprisingly wasn't there just because just a week before, she was essentially vilifying uh, Scott for claiming, you know, for basically being a Republican. And then I read yesterday that she was fined a million dollars. The stuff that you see on, on uh, Facebook is just outrageous. But uh, today and yesterday or Monday, Sunny is she'll just look out into space. She's got this big ass cup of coffee. You ever notice the shows like with Tim Allen or any any crappy show on CBS over the last 30 years? There's always scenes of someone waking up and coming down. It all started with like uh, the Michael J. Fox show um, back in the the scene of the house with the with the refrigerator in the right and the living room. And, and, all, and now they kind of incorporate this into daytime TV where they have this big-ass cup of coffee, whether it's got water or vodka or an orange juice and vodka. I really don't know. I don't care. And, 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 when she, and it's amazing because she's a typical person because she's black, I think, and she looks like Beyonce, and I think she's black. But she, she talks about you know everything in, in, into space. And I notice when people do that, and Sonny takes the cake, when people look, stare right into space as they're talking and making a point, never trust them. Never, ever trust them because they have an agenda. They have something. And by the way, I'm doing it right now. I'm, when, they, when I speak to someone, I look them straight in the face. Leonard Spaziani or TJ Babcock tomorrow. Other than looking at the clock and making sure everything is doing well, I will look you right in the face. A person who does not do that scares me. So she's there and she just would not today let Farrah talk. And Farrah finally spoke up. What kind of show is this? Is this what Barbara Walters want, wanted? And of course, the other Yentas never come to her aid because she's the outcast. She's the one that's supposed to be the balance, balancing act of the whole, you know, oh, we got left and right represented here in the dais. They do not. And Sonny has just gotten uglier and meaner over the years, and she is off the rails now. I would, again, and I think it was Joe Wessner today, who said, well, why is the show on? What type, what type of, you know, what type of, you know, ratings does this show have? And I said, Joe, it doesn't matter about the ratings. These companies are like owned by Disney. I, I don't know. Does Cap City still own it? It's a huge company. It could be Universal. It could be Viacom. Yes, no one wants to lose money. But we got, we got, a, we got a, an affiliated station here. And no, it's not the NBC station. But the other one, and it's not CBS, that for the most part loses a million dollars a year. And has been losing a million dollars plus for at least 20 years. And it's owned by a big corporation that somehow or other can absorb that. Try doing that with a small business and you would be bankrupt in about six months. And they would, t- and, if, and God forbid if you had a guarantee and everything, it would be gone. But big corporations can absorb this. So when you see the ratings of Stephen Colbert, when you see the ratings of, of uh, the, other, the other two, Fallon, who I really liked at one point, but he totally, it was a complete sellout, just like Jimmy Kimmel, the squinter. Collectively, they still don't have as many viewers, actually, probably more viewers collectively, but it's close than, than uh, what Greg Gutfeld has accumulates on, on a cable station. And yet these companies still keep these entities on, even though someone like uh, Seth Meyers, 
he might bring in, he might attract like 450,000 viewers. That's a lot of viewers. If Glenn Curry got that on this show, I'd, 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 I'd be a richer man than I am right now, but I don't. But when you have NBC backing you at 1230 at night, and you are essentially in every household in America, and that's all you can muster, and somehow or other you're still on the air, something is wrong. Same with James Corden. They admitted that the network lost $20 million from that show, but they kept it running because he fit the narrative. That's what's happening today. It's the same with The View. Hi, you're on the air. Dallas. Glenn. Uh, yes, what's happening? Hey, uh, you were wondering why we we're having so many uh, wildfires? Yes, why? Did, why no, 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 wait, wait, let me interrupt you. Why is Canada having wildfires and why aren't we having wildfires? Mick Jagger. We're, we're just lucky. That's it. What it is is that okay? If you go up to the Adirondack Park Agency, right? They will not allow people to go in there and clean up the debris from the uh, what is it, 1998 ice storm? Okay. They are looking at such a, a load of fire load up there that it's astronomical. It's going to just be off the hook when Good. it does catch fire. Hmm. We oh. haven't had any rain in a month. Right, it's been bad. Today it rained, though. And the Canadians don't go in there and allow the arborists mm-hmm. and the professional firefighters to go in there and do controlled burns. So does it appear, I mean, we're south of, of, of where these, uh, needless to say, where these fires are happening. So is, isn't it strange to you that we're not having these fires here, based on what you're saying? Well, no, if you take a look. Across the state, there's a couple out by Buffalo. Okay, but not to the uh, okay. There's fine. one in, in Pennsylvania. There's one in New Jersey. Yeah, but not to the uh, level. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, but not to the level where New York City is under. You remember that show, The Dome, on CBS that ran for like three weeks. Remember that show? I don't know, maybe it was NBC. Yep. I feel like we're in the dome because it's just this oh, yeah. crimson color. I don't know how to explain it. Um, yellow, kind of like a brown ochre. Uh, it's like the you know like uh, the devil pissed on us or something. It's just it's just an ugly ugly scene. Yankee Stadium last night, it looked awful. It, it looked like uh, Pittsburgh when Carnegie was was building steel back in the the 19th century. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, I, again, I I just don't know why. Yeah, okay, granted you got some you got some fires here there everywhere, but these these are major major fires. There's two there's 240 separate fires in Quebec. That's alone. A, that's incredible. So, so you're saying that we're we just lucky? We also have a low that's sitting off uh, Maine that is just turning the stuff down on top of us. Isn't that something? And it's not going anywhere soon. No, I, I guess this, uh, well, how much, well, what, another week of this? Well, probably another 48 hours anyway. Oh, okay, that's not so bad. You ain't so bad! Well, we're now in the hazardous area for the amount of smoke. Are we like, you know, the epicenter of this? Because it looks like, you know, we got it early. We got it in the last, you know, two, three days before the rest of the country even noticed it. And t- was today oh, yeah. worse or yesterday? What was worse, today or yesterday, in your opinion? Uh, yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I'm a professional firefighter. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe how much smoke I was eating. Yeah. I, I had dirt. I had like you know when I uh, you know used my uh, windshield wipers for the first time yesterday and today for that matter. Uh, it was brown. The water was brown. Oh yeah. So they say it's like oh, smoking it's, ten it's cigarettes. Terrible. Yeah. But they won't allow people to go in and clean up these forests. This is what uh, California has finally learned. Why wouldn't they that do they that? Have to go in and clean out underneath the power lines. That's what's creating the fires. And why won't they allow them to do it? Because it's forever wild. Ugh. 
It isn't it, at the end of the day, it doesn't work yeah, because huggers. So who's making these bonehead decisions? Do you agree with this or not? No, I do. I do not, because we don't have fire or wildland firefighters in the state of New York, right? Like they do in California, right? California right. has Cal Cal Fire, yeah, which are forest fires, right? What fires? I'm a structural. Mm-hmm. Structural guys don't want to do wildland. Wildland doesn't want to do structural, right? We're two different types of firefighters, but you have to understand when you have a a wildfire. You actually, after you put it out, you actually have to start going down through and feeling the ground mm-hmm. because the roots are on fire. Wow! You have to find out where the where that fire went to. It's a, a, a tedious job. Oh. Not to mention, it makes its own weather pattern. Does it really? Yes. It, oh, yeah. It it makes uh, fire devils. Gotcha. Well, listen. Pictures. I, I I'm not to interrupt. I gotta I gotta go now. Unfortunately, no. Because... I understand. I, I I know Joe's gonna. Get no, in. no. He was supposed to call, but I'm just trying to figure out. You know, my my work computer that I record on is just acting up strange right now. That's why I, I haven't been paying attention. I'm sorry. But no, but... the biggest thing is is that the tree huggers will not allow the arborists. Well, that's a that's a the shame. Professionals will go in and clean this mess up. That's a shame. That clearly is a shame. Well, okay. Well, thank you, my friend. Thank you for that. I appreciate yep. it. Have a good one. Yes, you too. All right. Well, there you have it. And there you have it. Uh, uh, hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn, how are you? What's happening? Um, I don't know if this is uh, okay or not, but I was wondering if there's any like lawyers or anybody out there that could give me some help with like father's rights. Father's I mean, rights? I don't, I don't know who listens to the show, but there's got to be people out there that, you know, want to do that. Uh, yes. Um, I, I, that would be a question. I mean, Joe's not a divorce. Are you looking because you're, you're having an issue with your with the, well, your I'm ex-wife? Having, I'm having a little issue. Like, I mean, I have a court order. She doesn't want to follow it. And, and, I, and I've dealt with five or six different lawyers in Watertown and... They don't really seem to help me because they seem to be, you know, pro-mom and not pro-dad. Hmm. And I just want to be equal. And I'm looking for somebody that maybe could really help me, you know. Don't. I'm the money. Right. I just want help from somebody that wants to, like, let their father see their kids. Right. Oh, well, okay. That's, that's a shame that that's happening to you. So how many children do you have? Well, two. How old are they? 30. No, just kidding. 13, 17. 13 and 17. When was the last time you saw your kids? Well, Christmas. Oh, Christmas? And they're, supposed, they're supposed to be here, like, next week. And she said, eh, I don't think so. Where does she live? Right here? Florida. Florida. She married a soldier oh. in Florida. I took her to court. There was nothing I could do. Right. Because they said, well, she, you know. Right. Okay. So him and right. They have to leave, but mm-hmm. I got a really good piece of paperwork. Cost me a lot of money to get. I'm sure it did. And All right. Now, let me let me let me not to interrupt because I'm not I'm not a divorce attorney by any any no, means. I, I understand, but make I mean a lot of people listen to this show. Well, that, and you're absolutely right. Yeah. Hopefully, I can get you help, but no one's going to call. But let me ask you one question, and I mean this sincerely. Do you have a relationship enough with your kids at 13 and 17? Can you speak to them on their cell phones and say, hey, look, I want to see you guys? 
try, but, you know, they're getting coached down there. You know what I mean? What are they telling them? What, what are they being told? I don't know. Well, when no, no, you do know. You do know. When they're not home, they talk to me good. So, so is it something like that? Okay, uh, what's, what's your daughter, what's your son's name? Do you have a son? No, two girls. Two girls. Okay, well, all right, just to say that your daughter's, her name is Taylor Swift, because I've been watching a lot of Taylor Swift videos. Okay. I don't know why. All right, so uh, Taylor, hi. This is your dad. I haven't talked to you since Christmas. How are you? What how, how what type of reaction would she have? Well, from from the young one, I she says I want to come and see you. And okay. From the older one, she's like, well, you know, I'm getting older and right. I want to start a job. I want to do a lot of stuff. That's fine. I get it. Right. You know. Yeah, Watertown sucks. It's too cold. The girls are down here. They're worse. Yeah. Oh wait a minute, they're girls. Well, you never know. I get it, but right. You know, thirteen-year-old girl seems to come hang out with her father. By the way, did I meet you recently? You sound familiar. Yes. Yes. No, but from from six concert. Yeah. From from what concert? Six. Oh, sticks. I thought you said fish. Oh, sticks. It's hilarious. Going to fish. Right. Right. Yeah, Abe Vigoda concert. That much weed or none at all. But. Well, I tell you what, my friend. You know, uh, by the way, weren't you with... You know a- I mean, a lot of people listen. Yeah, well, yeah, thank you. So Jeez. many people listen to the show. Right. That I'm impressed by. Wow. Jeez. It's, just, it's huge. Tell that to Jim Levin. People about this show, and they're like, yeah, I listen. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't believe that you would. Wow. I, 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 mean, I, I always huge. try. I always try to help people out. It's huge, Tom. It's like, it's like Bill Shazilla. Yeah. And isn't, isn't it a shame? You know, you mentioned that. You mentioned Tom uh, Parks and, for that matter, Billy Fasillo. Both are no longer with us. Doesn't that oh, suck? It, that really God bless sucks. And God bless America. It re- I, I agree with you, my friend. But I got to listen. If anyone's out there and, and is listening to our friend, we're going to call him my sticks friend. And that doesn't sound good. We got to come up with another moniker than that. What's your first name? Friend request on Facebook. My right. name's Jason, but I had the putt shirt on, and you talked to me about it, and that's you know. Right. You can remember. I'm sorry. Did you say you had a putts shirt on? P U T Z shirt. Yes. Putts. P U T Z. It was on my. It was all over my heart. And, uh, yeah. Well, okay. That that's your first problem. If you walk around in public with a shirt that says putts. On your heart. You're not going to get your kids to call you back from Florida, Jason. Well, you want, you want me to tell the story on where that came from? No, that's okay, because i got to do a break right now. But if anyone can help out our friend Jason the Putz, uh Sticks fan. I mean, uh, you know, just somebody that right. could, could support fathers. Right. Well, no, no, take the fatherly side. Watch Fresh and Fit if you can. I mean, we're both equal. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Needs the same too, but so do I. You know, right, I mean, right, right. And I'm sure the boyfriend is like this big guy, successful. You know, he's I, done really well, and it's just, it really irks you. I get you. I, I get like it. Vanilla. He looks like vanilla ice. Oh, he does? Looks like vanilla ice? Yeah. Ice, yeah. baby. Ice, baby. Yeah, ice, ice, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know what? You and I, we could do like a, 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 a well, I was going to say Ren and Stimpy, a Beavis and Butthead thing and Ren send it to him. Ren and Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, Jason. I gotta go. I gotta do a break right now. But uh, we'll. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. No problem. I'll see if we can get you some help. Just give a shout out. Right. 
And by the way, Jason, Jason, if you never know who you're going to end up with, $5,000. Right. No, I understand. Jason, remember, as as bad as things might be at some times, and I know there's some struggles here and, and I don't know what your relationship thing is going on. Just remember, there's homeless people living right off the Court Street Bridge that are still getting laid. They're still heard, getting laid. I heard, I heard Sheila calling. I heard Sheila calling and make us think about it. Right. Well, she was at city council the other night. She's very oh, concerned, I, and we should be. She has the same last name as me. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Barney. Barney. Sheila Barney. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. All right. I got to go. I got to go, Jason. All right. Thank All right. You, Jason Barney, Barney, ladies and gentlemen, from uh, Barney's uh, Men's Clothing. You're on the air. Dallas. All right, no one's there. I got to do a break, and uh, we will be back right after these messages. Watertown Appliance on Factory Street has the. Welcome back. Uh, all right, so here we are. So I finally figured this out. We have Tim Scott. That's his name. I I I, I don't know what I called him earlier. Senator, the other senator from South Carolina, uh, Lindsey Graham, being um, the other dude. <clears throat> anyway. He was on The View the other day, and I know you've heard this before, but let's share it again. This is Sonny Housen challenging the senator here on his thoughts about being an exception to the rule because they're both blacks. You don't believe in systemic racism. What is your definition of systemic racism? Let me ask, answer the uh, question that you've answered. Does it ex- or does it even exist yeah. in your mind? Let me, let me uh, answer the question this way. One of the things that I think about, and one of the reasons why I'm on the show is because of the comments that were made, frankly, on this show, that the only way for a young African-American kid to be successful in this country is to be the exception and not the rule. That is a dangerous, offensive, disgusting message to send to our young people today, that the only way to succeed is by being the exception. I will tell you that if my life is the exception, uh, I can't imagine. But, but I can't it imagine, is. But it's not, actually. Here's, here's, it's been here's 114 my, years. Yeah, so, so the fact of the matter is we've had an African-American president, African-American uh, vice president. We've had two African-Americans to be secretaries of the state. Uh, in my home city, uh, the police chief is an African-American who's now running for mayor. The head of the Highway Patrol for South Carolina is an African-American. Still in, 19, in 1975, um, there was about 15% employment in the African-American community for the first time in the history of the country. It's under 5%. 40% homelessness and 50 percent of, of, fo- of the folks get, in our community get 13 percent of the population you had a chance to ask the question i know that i've watched you on the show that you like people to be deferential and respectful so i'm going to do the that same thing true. so here's what i'm going to suggest i'm going to suggest the fact of the matter is that progress in america is palpable it can be measured in generations i look back at the fact that my grandfather born in 1921 in sally south carolina when he was on a on a sidewalk a white person was coming, he had to step off and not make eye contact. That man believed then, with some doubt now, in the goodness of America, because he believed in having faith in God, mm-hmm. faith in himself, and faith in what the future could hold for his kids, would unleash opportunities in ways that you, you cannot imagine. Every kid today can look, just change the stations and see how much mm-hmm. progress has been made in this country. ABC, NBC, CBS, ESPN, CNN, Fox News all have African-American and Hispanic hosts. So what I'm suggesting is that the yesterday's exception is today's rule. And for us to suggest... So America has met its promise. No, of course. The the concept of America is that we are going to become a more perfect union. But in fact, the challenges that we face... 50 years ago and 60 years ago should not be the same challenges that we face today. And here's the way that you, you measured that. When my mother was born, about 10% of African Americans got a high school degree, wow. diploma. Today, it's over 90%. When you look at the income, 
when you look at the income success that's that we've had. That's an HBCU stat. Well, listen, HBCU stat is a good okay. one because one of the reasons why I took the funding for HBCUs to the highest level in the history of the country and then I helped make it permanent is because I believe that education is the closest thing to magic in America. So I'm about making sure that our kids have as many opportunities to succeed as possible. It's one of the reasons why. I need I an opportunity to well, succeed because <laughs> I have to go to break. So they got to go to break. And Whoopi does it all the time. She did it today when the two Yentas, the two, it was a cat fight today between, once again, Houston, Houston and Abrams, who's supposedly the, the conservative. And Whoopi all of a sudden, ah, let's take a break. Let's take a break. And she did it again. But Tim Scott there, if Tim Scott had a D in front of his name, he'd be the leading candidate right now for the Democratic Party. If he was the can- candidate of choice in 2016, for the Democratic Party, he would have had a better chance against Trump. There's no question. Just like Obama did um, uh, uh, back in 08. This man, it wasn't just going up there and just blowing air up everyone's butts and saying, hey, I made it here because of this, that, and this. He comes up with substantial reasoning behind it. And uh, and again, just, just like Joe Biden would refer to Barack Obama in the day. Oh, he speaks well. He looks clean, too. I'm not going to say that about Tim Scott. Tim Scott is a man like you and I are or any guy out there. And he's telling it like it is. And he went through diversity just like his father did. And for that matter, generations before him. And he said, no moss to the Democratic Party. I'm a conservative America in, South, um, uh, in, in a southern state. And he becomes a senator. And I tell you, the more and more I watch this segment, and I've seen it several times now, it seems like he's getting through to Sonny Houston. And she, just, she doesn't want to admit that. She can't admit that because that ruins her life. I don't know what Sonny Houston does. I don't know how she became so famous. I, apparently she's a lawyer because she throws that out there like, and she lives in some penthouse somewhere. And by the way, for the record, for what it's worth, she's married to a white guy. Just, just for what it's worth. But the incendiary comments she makes, makes about the white race, Republicans, and recently about white women making choices based on their white husbands. And she should know that 90% of the people that are in the audience that watch this show are white women, most of which are educated And I don't know why they're sitting at home watching at 11 o'clock. Maybe the husband's making more money than they thought they would. But nonetheless, that is the preponderance of the audience. And yet she still looks into thin air with the big-ass cup of coffee and puts down America whenever she can. She tried it against Tim Scott. It didn't work. Let's go uh, to the phones. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. What's going on, Duffman? Oh, not much. I agree with you. You notice that when uh, Tim Scott was making a good point, she'd talk over him. Uh, she did let him talk, though. Yeah. The fact before I forget that they did, uh, they did get those people to move away from the uh, bridge there. Oh, they we did. Were cleaning it up today. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I heard they uh, they uh, moved the people along, I guess, and uh, were cleaning up the site where they were. Maybe, uh, maybe they, the the condom story, uh, you know, it gave them some incentive. Well, yeah. Who knows? Well, you know, but uh, yeah. They, Listen, in today's, society, in today's world, there's no reason why people should live like that unless they really, really want to. I agree. And I don't know, but when I was a kid, I remember that, uh, you know, you had hobos, and they would come up here in the, in the summer. You know, they'd come up here, and uh, they'd arrive here maybe in June and, and stay until maybe September. Right. Uh, you know, and they would camp out around. You'd run into them, and they were, you know, they were just, they were, they you know, they didn't bother anybody. They uh, they liked their little bottles of Thunderbird and that. Right. You know, if you were an underage kid and you wanted a bottle of booze, you say to the guy, yeah, I'll buy you a bottle of Thunderbird if you go to that store and get me a bottle of this. Right, I understand. Or whatever. Right. 
And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, and they didn't, you know, they were, they'd lived down near the river or whatever, fish or whatever they did. Like Chris Farley. Yeah. Along, but right. they weren't a problem, not, not like they are today. Right. And there's not as many of them, but, they, you know, drugs has created all this is what it is. Well, and if you were listening uh, to the Landon Spaziani show yesterday, he also says that, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, the welfare uh, state that we're in also allows it, the enablers. Um, you know, he was more specific about it. But, it, it, you know, the, it, we've created a whole culture of, oh, I, I, I can't work. Because, this guy yesterday said he, he had four victims, bad uh, discs. Yeah, right, exactly. They're all victims. You're absolutely right. Well, that's what the end gig, and, and it fits right into what uh, Senator Scott was saying, yeah. or trying to say, and relaying the fact that when, when uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, one of your heroes, uh, decided to my hero. He's not a hero. He's not my hero by any means. Well, okay, I didn't know. I no, my God, what are you crazy? LBJ is not my hero. Well, you like FDR and stuff. Oh, a completely different ball of wax. Uh, completely, I never liked. It. I was four years old, by the way. Not to mention, I wasn't born when. But from what I knew about FDR, and by the way, the special about FDR is off the charts. It's so damn good. No, they they really make them look good in it and uh, yeah. really cover up for them well. Yeah, I know. But he, Duff, uh, I, I, Duff, things, Duff you and I would not probably not be here. I'm not saying we'd be speaking German or Japanese uh, or be any type of heel in America. But without FDR, God wanted FDR to be the president of the United States right at that time. You would disagree with me. Yeah. Jim Levin would disagree with me. Everyone like Jim Levin would disagree with me. And I say he was the man that needed to be there. But we need a man to be just like FDR now. And Duff man... Kamala Harris, and just like uh, Nikki Haley said the other day, when you vote for uh, Joe Biden, it's a vote for Kamala Harris. It's a lame duck term. He's already lame duck in his first term. Can you imagine how few times we'll actually see Joe Biden if he's elected again? And we'll, yeah, we'll just well, see Kamala, Kamala, Kamala. Remember, Glenn, the FDR, had it not been for FDR, you wouldn't have had the war in Vietnam because he gave North Vietnam. Uh, well, you can't blame Vietnam FDR for that. You can't. I'm sorry. My goodness gracious. He died in 1945. You can't blame him for that. No, no, the French screwed it up, and we went in thinking we could do it ourselves, and everything uh, escalated from there. You can't blame some. Come on, man. You can't do that. He knew the Japanese were heading towards Berlin. I know, but no one could predict that. No one could predict anything. No one could predict the Cold War, but it happened. And um, yeah. FDR you know, made those uh, decisions early on, too, which created the Iron Curtain, that's for sure. But I got to go. I got one more call, and I got less than a minute, but thanks, stuff, man. I appreciate it. All right, man. I'll talk to you. Uh, and we just lost the call. Sorry. Well, whoever that was, it was the end of the show anyway. But it just gives me this, uh, this opportunity to say that tomorrow uh, is going to be uh, T.J. Babcock. So uh, T.J., of course, he's running ads right now. He's the referee. We always try to, you know, kind of like distinguish people from one or the other. You got the guy on uh, Factory Street that he's the manager there. You got Ben Schoen, who ran before, contractor guy. Uh, of course, you got Pat Hickey, who's the incumbent. Uh, you, you got uh, uh, Leonard Spaziani, who was there. He doesn't have a Facebook page for some reason, which is crazy. Uh, and who else? We got so many other people. So we're getting closer and closer to the 27th. So I'll have at least one or two interviews per week. And eventually we'll work our way right to the primary on the 27th. Until then, this is AM 1240's Live at 5 show with your so-called host. Here on AM 1240, up next, CBS News. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Christopher Cruz in the Washington Bureau. Smoke from wildfires in Canada is making it tough to breathe in some parts of the Northeast. CBS's Matt Piper. It's a serious situation in New York City. I can't breathe. A little worried about where they're breathing up today. 